The following talk was given at the Insight Meditation Center in Redwood City, California. Please visit our website at audiodharma.org. So not too long ago, I went to the movies, kind of an ordinary thing to do. And the movies, as maybe you know these days, are quite sophisticated with these high-definition screens and this audio systems. It's quite immersive. And truthfully, I don't remember what this movie was about, but what I remember is that there was a lot of profanity. The characters were just saying a lot of profanity, like, okay, that's just part of the movie and who these characters were. But when I got out of the movie... I was cussing so much. I couldn't believe it. Talking to my friend and like, wow, what what happened here? This just kind of points to, right, how kind of we're when we're immersed in a particular environment, our mind is exposed to things or we're having particular experiences, it creates the conditions for something else to happen, whether we are intending it or not. I didn't intend to be, you know, cussing so much, using so much profanity, but I had just spent two hours listening to that, you know, in a really kind of immersive environment. So maybe we've, uh, all of you have had similar experiences where you notice that what was happening before is influencing what's happening next. But it's not always so obvious. There's not always a clear connection But we can use this idea of conditionality, that is, that when there are particular conditions, other things will happen, particular things will happen. Maybe we don't know exactly what those particular things will happen, but we can get a flavor for them. For example, if we find ourselves ruminating about how terrible that thing is or what that person said we're in the shower going over it when we're in the car we're being reminded of it we can just we just imagine that it's what happens in our mind will be different than if we spent time sending loving kindness to that person if we sent compassion for ourselves for maybe the harm we felt by what somebody said and or did or Right, this isn't rocket science. I think all of us know this, that uh, the kind of the conditions that get created help create the, a family of outcomes, even if it's not so clear exactly what the connection is or exactly what the outcome can be or will be. So in the Buddhist teachings, this gets summed up kind of simply as when this is that comes to be. When this is, that comes to be. Just this recognition of there's a relationship. Things don't happen randomly. They don't happen for no reason. This doesn't mean that we know the reason, but just this idea that things are, there is a a logical coherence to the world and to our experience whether or not we actually can see what is um, the connections between things. And so a companion expression to when this is, that comes to be, is 
when this is not, that does not come to be. Makes sense, right? With the ending of whatever is supporting the condition, then the other thing's going to end. Kind of a classic example is the idea of, you know, rain clouds. When there are rain clouds, then it might rain. We don't know, the kind of likelihood is more, uh, is increased, that particular outcome of rain. But when there aren't rain clouds, it's not going to rain. Right? We all know this. So how can we practice with this? How can we use this to support our practice? We can use this that um, when we notice that we're feeling particular difficulties, tension, kind of the opposite of freedom, opposite of ease, bondage is kind of a strong word, but kind of a tightness, a a um, maybe a sense of limits or kind of like small being stuck. We're having real difficulty, physical pain, emotional pain, mental pain. We can use this teaching of conditionality to support us. Because sometimes the source of our suffering, of our difficulties, seem to be a mystery to us. Why is this happening? How did I get here? And there may be a mystery because maybe we don't turn towards it and really look at it. So often we want to look away or we want to look towards more pleasure. I've got to find more pleasure. This practice is encouraging us to just allow acknowledge the difficulty that's there in a way that feels supportive, not so that there can be more difficulty. We're not turning towards suffering so that we can suffer more or suffer better but so that we can understand, we can see it more fully. And so to understand, I don't mean that we do an archaeological dig into exactly why this happened. It's because that thing happened when I was eight years old, and then that other person did that thing after that thing that happened when I was eight years old, and ever since I've been, you know, I'm not talking about that. That's more kind of the role of psychotherapy is to kind of find that. This is more creating the space and turning towards what the difficulty is with as much openness of heart, with as much balance of mind that we have at that moment. And just this act of turning towards, like, what is this? What's what's happening? What's the quality of my thoughts? Are they racing? Are they foggy and really like uh, I feel like I'm moving through jello? Is my body? Do I have physical uh, sharp sensations in the body? Does my chest feel kind of collapsed and I'm kind of collapsed into myself or? Sometimes just this paying attention, kind of what's supporting it, just starts to arise. It just pops up, this kind of this awareness. We don't necessarily have to go search. We don't have to dig. We don't have to find. We're just creating this space 
Oh, yeah, of course. Right now, sitting here, I'm a little bit agitated because I felt like I was going to be late. And I was driving really fast, and there was that car that was in front of me that was doing this, and then I couldn't find parking, and we're not supposed to park on Birch Street, and whatever, am I going to park two hours? You know, right? We could just, and it's like, oh, of course, I'm a little bit agitated. I just came from this place, this situation, this experience, which was a little bit agitating. So it could be something very simple like that. I was just driving in a particular way. Or maybe as we, uh, the mind starts to settle, as the body starts to settle, we might notice particular views that we have, particular beliefs that we have. So maybe we were agitated, agitated because we thought we were going to be late, but we see that underneath that is a belief. To be late is means I'm a bad person. It means that I'm a terrible planner. It means that I'm X, I'm Y. It means something about me. Which may or may not be true. But often kind of these things that are agitating is because we have a sense of ourselves that we're trying to prop up or our sense of ourselves that feels threatened. That may or may not become obvious when we kind of like turn towards what's happening. But it's in the mix of what's creating the conditions for our experience. So one reason why sometimes our suffering or our difficulties may be a little bit of a mystery to us. I said because we don't often look. But another reason might be Maybe we're looking in the wrong place. That person over there, if only that person would behave properly, then I could, then things would be better. If only that institution were different, then things would be better. That may be true, but I think all of us know, right, we don't get to change everything in the universe too much what will support us, even though we try, right? Of course we try. But we can change kind of our experiences. We can create the conditions for us to have the wisest version of ourself, the version of ourself that has the most ease, the version of ourself that has the most compassion, the most care. We can do that. And meditation is a wonderful way to help with this. Not only does it help us to see and perhaps to understand without having to dig again, I'm going to emphasize this. It's more about just creating the space as best we can, as best we can. We can't always do this. And sometimes just kind of like this awareness just rises up like, oh, kind of like an insight. Oh, yeah, of course, of course. This is, I'm feeling this because that other thing was happening earlier. So then the second part of this um, kind of teaching when that, let's see, what is this? Uh, When that is not, I'm looking for how to, I forgot what the specific uh, poly is, but maybe it doesn't matter. When that, when this isn't, that does not come to be. So we're 
looking not only to understand how things to arise, but also to help if we're having difficulties and we can see what's supporting, what's fueling, what's causing, what's creating the conditions, then maybe rather than getting stuck in, oh, I want this thing to end, I want to make it to end, what can I do to make this thing end? Stop, go away. Instead, we can say, oh, yeah, okay, here's the conditions. Maybe I can modify some of the conditions. And that actually often turns out to be easier than trying to make something happen, force it to happen, manufacture, engineer, create. Instead, we're going to look at the conditions and how can we adjust, modify, (coughs) change a little bit of the conditions. And this is more how our experience actually unfolds. We think that we're creating things. We have less... We definitely have agency in terms of like we can create the conditions for things to happen, but right, all of us have tried. If we could make ourselves be happy, we would not be at IMC on a Saturday. We would out be ha- being happy. So meditation is a way in which we... It also helps us to... creates the conditions which we can see the difficulty. We can see some of the conditions that support it. And it creates conditions in which well-being, ease, freedom, peace can arise. I'm not going to say that this is a guarantee. I'm not going to say that you'll be blissed out all day long with practice. But we're creating the conditions in which it makes it more likely. Makes it more likely that that will happen. So having a meditation practice is just helping to create the conditions in which our lives will flow, unfold in a way in which there's a little more wisdom, a little more ease, maybe a little more simplicity. And just in the same way that um, recently I started swimming again, and um, in order just to kind of help me like get to the pool, I just kind of been creating the conditions, put my towel and this swim cap, swim goggle, swimsuit, all these things together in a little my little bag that I take, and just have it next to the door, right? So it just makes it a little bit creating the conditions makes it more likely that I'll bring my swim stuff with me, and then after I'm doing whatever I'm doing, that I'll go and swim. Just creating the conditions, making it more likely. So that's part of what we'll be doing today, kind of the theme that we'll be exploring and how we can practice with this. An invitation to create space, allow, turn towards, and be a little bit curious. What's happening here? Without, as I said, without digging, trying to find, but just allowing kind of some insights to arise. So maybe with that, I'll turn it to David, who's going to lead us in a guided meditation.